0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And finally, Football Bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. You are listening to your World Cup wrap up show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcasts. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. It's at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. The pin tweet on that Twitter account is the pl for lockbettingcom it currently shows the month of November, which was the 114th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. Now, before we move on to wrapping up this World Cup, we started the top of the show with some audio, playing back what happened in the World Cup final, probably the greatest World Cup final of all time. Not probably, it was the greatest World Cup final of all time. But before I start, I have to insert this additional audio clip. It is the reaction of Argentina commentator Andreas Cantor reacting to the winning penalty for Argentina. Have a listen to this.
1: Va Montiel! Montielo. Cielo lo hizo Lo hizo Cuchufo Lo hizo el Tata Lo hizo Luque Lo hicieron ustedes jugadores Que se ganaron el cielo Argentina campeón del mundo Messi campeón del mundo No podía ser de otra manera sino sin sufrir Argentina La selección argentina De lionel Scaloni
0: That's what it means, and I don't think that sentence has ever been more relevant when it comes to sport. That piece of audio encapsulates how every single Argentine felt seeing Argentina lift the World Cup. It was the greatest final which was the conclusion to the greatest World Cup ever with the greatest finale of Lionel Messi solidifying himself as the GOAT when they returned home at 4 a.m., Millions of Argentinians lined the streets of Buenos Aires to welcome them and they stayed there for 48 hours as the bus parade began and we saw some real craziness. We even saw men jumping off bridges trying to land in the Argentina team bus. Absolute insanity but again that's what it means. It meant a lot to football fans across the world. As I said the greatest World Cup ever was given the best World Cup final. Unless you are a Frenchman or somebody that backed France to win the competition, you would have loved that moment. Or, of course, unless you are an avid Ronaldo fan. Here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, we probably enjoyed it more than most because from the very beginning, we were on the right side. We backed Argentina to win this World Cup at the price of plus 600. And whilst it looked a little bit dicey at the start with them starting with a defeat against Saudi Arabia which actually pushed the price from plus 600 to 10 to 1 plus 1000 they came through in the end landing us a wonderful futures winner among other plays that we did put out on those futures shows
1: this cost me 300 bucks would you shut up about the car hey and another thing how do you know where I live let's just say we're related Biff And that being the case, I got a little present for you. Something that'll make you rich. You want to be rich, don't you? Oh, yeah, sure. Right. That's rich.
0: (laughs) You're going to make me rich? You see this book? This book tells the future. Tells the results of every major sports event till the end of the century. Football, baseball, horse races, boxing. The information
1: in here is worth millions. And I'm giving it to you. Well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave and take your book with you. Don't you get it? You could make a fortune with this book. Let me show
0: you. Um, likewise, I believe there'll be a lot of interest in the Golden Ball winner. This is the player of the tournament. This is obviously led by Lionel Messi, who's at seven to one. Kylian Mbappé ten to one. Neymar ten to one. Kevin De Bruyne at twelve to one. Harry Kane sixteen to one. Vinny Junior twenty to one. Ronaldo twenty five to one. Rafinha twenty five to one. Latara Martinez thirty three to one. And then we have that big plethora of forty to one players, much like we had for the Golden Boot. There's not really too much I can say about this one. I believe that Lionel Messi will win it. I believe that Lionel Messi only needs to get through to the semi-final to win it. And even if he gets knocked out by Brazil, he will still end up winning this award. Everybody wants to to see Messi win the World Cup. If your team is not playing at this tournament, you want to see Messi win the World Cup. If your team is eliminated at this tournament you want to see Messi win the World Cup. Unless Messi does a hand-of-God move like Maradona did to England and you just have pure hatred for him as a result, then you want Messi to win this World Cup. If you're somebody who's very much a Ronaldo fan... And you feel that this will damage Ronaldo's legacy and damage Ronaldo in the GOAT conversation. Perhaps you don't want Messi to win this World Cup either. I'm not a fan of people who support players instead of supporting teams. But I can understand if you are a Ronaldo loyalist, then I can understand why you don't want Messi to win this World Cup. But I believe many, many people who are on the fence... In that Messi-Ronaldo debate now want Messi to cement his status as the go after Ronaldo's interview I don't think that's helped Ronaldo's popularity at all I think it shows a lack of self-awareness, I'm going to talk about that over on BetMFC, I'm going to do a whole episode reacting to that interview with Piers Morgan but I believe anybody that was on the fence, whether you narrowly lean towards Ronaldo or narrowly lean towards Messi I believe that a lot of people will be wanting Messi to Edge ahead by winning this World Cup. And getting back to my point, just the wanting Messi to do well and then seeing Messi do well whether it be actually winning the tournament or getting his team through to a semi-final I believe will be enough because Argentina don't get through to that semi-final unless Messi is playing well whether that be through creating assists or whether it be by scoring goals I think it will be a combination of both and I think that combination of carrying this team through and taking that world record at this tournament don't forget they only have to remain unbeaten for the first two games to set a world record at this tournament and surpass Italy I believe that will be enough for Messi to win it so I would have him here as a shorter favourite obviously the um the big threat comes from someone like Kylian Mbappe leading his team to another World Cup, scoring four or five goals, creating goals, being the key man in his team's World Cup victory. Something like that could obviously change things. Same said, same could be said for Neymar. Same could be said for a load of players on this list. Obviously, the danger of the dangers are obvious. A player leading his team to the World Cup, like um, a Diego Maradona-like performance from 1986, will lead you to this gold ball award but um other than that i do like lionel messi and i do believe that he should be shorter at shorter than seven to one so i do believe there is value here in taking the favorite in this market
1: wait a minute wait a minute doc Uh, are you telling me you built a time
0: machine out of a delorean is next in the market i think his chances have improved by The doubts over Karen Benzema. Karen Benzema's not going to play... Karen Benzema is the best player in the world officially. He just won the Ballon d'Or but I do think without him being there it adds a little bit more balance in terms of not having to shoehorn him in it gives you a more natural balance up front and it allows Kylian Mbappe to be the star in an actual attacking position, not in this stupid role that he wants to play behind the strikers so without Karim Benzema there the choices are gone, you're going to have to play Kylian Mbappe in his real position and you're probably going to play Olivier Giroud sitting in there to to do all of the donkey work, that's what Giroud does best. And I do believe that does give France a better chance. And it's hard to say that because, of course, Karim Benzema's Karen Benzema. He's the Ballon d'Or winner. But it hasn't worked since you've tried to shoehorn him in the French side. And ultimately, as I said, I do think this gives Kylian Mbappe a much better chance to win the Golden Boot. Great Yes, great Scott indeed. Because the audio there proves that not only was it... The greatest World Cup of all time with the greatest World Cup final, but it also was coupled with one of the great capping performances of all time. Now, This isn't a plug for lock betting. This is actually a plug for the Soccer Gambling Podcast because this was all free content. So I'm not asking you guys to pay for anything. All I'm asking is for you guys to leave a review because this wouldn't be possible if I wasn't allowed to do so many futures podcasts, if I wasn't allowed to do a podcast a day to extensively cover the World Cup. That happens because of Sean and Ryan who run the Sports Gambling Podcast. So I don't want any kind of tips. I don't want any kind of subscriptions. All I want is your guys' reviews to show that you appreciate this free content that landed you a ton of money during this competition. Let's recap. The lock for this World Cup was Argentina to reach the semi-final. That was a plus money lock that cashed at plus 150. My tip to win the tournament was Argentina. That won at plus 600 available at plus 1000 after the defeat against Saudi Arabia. My tip for the World Cup final was Argentina versus France. That cashed at plus 1,000. My tip for the golden boot winner was Kylian Mbappe. That cashed at plus 800. And my tip for the golden ball was Lionel Messi. That cashed at plus 700. That is a futures sweep for the main futures at this tournament. Every single one landed. They were all given out. All the liens were given out here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast for free. And all I want from you guys is to go onto iTunes and leave us a review for the podcast to show that you appreciate the free content that we put out on a week-to-week basis. So to look back on this World Cup and to determine why it was the best ever, in my opinion, that's simply because it had everything. The best game of the tournament was the final. That rarely ever happens. You have to go back to 1986 to find a truly epic final. And ironically, that was once again Argentina winning. And once again, that involved a number 10 in Diego Maradona, solidifying his legacy after carrying Argentina through that tournament to the World Cup. It was a final that finished 3-2. It was a final that saw Argentina go 2-0 up. It was a final that saw Germany peg it back to 2-2 before Argentina scored a winner, assisted by Diego Maradona to win 3-2. This final looked to be going in the same direction with Argentina being pegged back to 2-2 and then going 3-2 up, not with an assist, but with a winner from Messi until Kylian Mbappe cancelled it out for Argentina to win in a shootout, therefore making it a more dramatic final than the one in 86 giving it the finish it needed to just push it over the line to make this the greatest World Cup ever. Before that, we had everything else that we needed. We had great games, we had tons of goals... We had upsets in the group stage. We lost Uruguay, Belgium and Germany in the group stage. We saw Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. We saw Japan beating Germany. We saw Japan beating Spain. We saw South Korea beating Portugal. So we had everything we could have wanted in the group stage. As far as upsets, we had a underdog story with Morocco being the first ever African team to get through to the semi-final. We had the winner that everybody wanted other than their own country. We had the winner. We had the story of Argentina winning the World Cup and Lionel Messi solidifying himself as the GOAT. For those of you that don't know the history of Argentina, it really takes some kind of special person, some kind of special player to make people root for Argentina because notoriously this isn't a popular team that people want to root for. In fact, this team have often been cast in the role of the enemy and that's how they liked it. They loved that in Italian ninety, they loved being the enemy. Diego Maradona loved stirring up the Italians whilst he played his football in Napoli. So, this is usually the role that Argentina are in for them to be the complete baby faces here in this tournament. Really says a lot about Lionel Messi and the outcome that everybody wanted after their country was eliminated. I think I'm on the record as saying that. I actually would have preferred Messi to lift the trophy rather than England winning. And that's a little bit down to the fact that I'm not a big fan of, of Gareth Southgate and how political this England team can be at times. And if England are going to win a World Cup in my lifetime, I would rather be, I'd rather be—I'd it be under a different manager and not Gareth Southgate. And therefore... I would have preferred to see Messi lift the trophy and that's exactly what we ended up with and that's nothing to do with Cristiano Ronaldo. I know I have some ill feelings towards Cristiano Ronaldo because of the way that he's treated Manchester United lately after that Piers Morgan interview. But we're going to talk about the Ronaldo-Messi situation over on MUFC. We're going to talk about um, life after Ronaldo for Manchester United. That will be covered on the next episode. Man United have played their first game and in this second post Ronaldo era, which was a win against Burnley last night. So we will cover all of that over on BetMUFC. So coming back to this tournament, the team of the tournament is something that every single media publication attempts to do. FIFA do their own one. And I guarantee you, if you go on Google and try to find the official FIFA team of the tournament, you will struggle to find it because you'll be inundated with all of these publications doing their own version of the team of the tournament. For me, I thought that a lot of them were pretty much the same the ever-present players that we saw were Martinez in goal of Argentina. We saw Hakimi and Theo Hernandez of France picked in the fullback positions. We saw Guardiola of um, of Croatia picked as the center back. The other centre-back would vary, but most people went for Rafa Varane of France. I would agree, since he came into the France back line after missing the first game, they looked a lot more solid. Everybody went with uh, Amrabat of uh, of Morocco. He emerged as one of the top young talents in the tournament. They also went with Fernandez. A lot of publications went for Griezmann. I went with Bellingham. I don't think Griezmann contributed enough in terms of goals being in that position. In fact, he didn't contribute any he was heavily involved creatively but i think in that position you should contribute with with more goals i don't think in any way he had a bad tournament i think griezmann had a fantastic tournament but that in that position but i just don't think he stood out as much as jude bellingham for me i think bellingham established himself as one of the top up-and-coming players. We already knew that about him, but he solidified that here at this tournament and he probably added about £20-30 to his transfer valuation and I felt like he should have picked Fernandez to the top young player of the tournament. I think Messi's an ever-present. I think Mbappe's an ever-present. Some people went for Giroud. Some people went for Alvarez. I've gone for Alvarez in my team. So my team is very, very similar to everyone else's. So there's no point really going through The teams picked by every independent publication. I've gone for Martinez, Hakimi, Varane, Godviol, um, Hernandez, Amrabat, Fernandez, uh, Bellingham, Messi, Mbappe, and Alvarez. Those that missed out that would be my substitutes that featured in other people's teams Roman Saiz, the centre back for Morocco. He battled on like a warrior despite seemingly injured for a lot of the tournament. He gave absolute warrior-like performances. I almost included him for that alone for the way that he battled on and why he was such a key player for Morocco. Otamendi played every single game for Argentina in a centre-back position and they ended up being the winners of the tournament. He's worth the mention. Acuna was another solid fullback. He was very, very good at getting forward when he played for Argentina In the left back position in midfield you have Luka Modric playing in his last World Cup once again carrying his team above expectations to a World Cup semi-final. Tushimini, another great young player for France. He was brilliant in this tournament. Anton Griezmann, who he mentioned earlier, just about missed out. I went for Bellingham. A lot of people went for Griezmann because of how he played in that, um, in that anchor role in the midfield. And of course, Olivier Giroud, he scored his first share of goals in this tournament. I went for Alvarez, but a lot of people did go for Giroud. So they are my special mentions. They all had good tournaments, but in the end, everyone has their own opinion. And if you Google team at the tournament, you will see the internet is absolutely littered full of them so where do we go from here there's already talks about having the world cup every two years every three years I'm not in agreement with that. I think it will mess up the entire football calendar. I think what's special about the World Cup is the fact that it's every four years and it does mean a lot more. Obviously, I'll get to see less in my lifetime. Obviously, it's less likely that I'll see England win it. But ultimately, I think that's what makes it so special. There's now talk of a club World Cup as well, with club teams happening in 2025. There's talk of the World Cup, which is happening in USA, Canada and Mexico, having a lot more teams. All of these things will come out in the media and in the next uh, 6 to 12 months but at the moment let's just enjoy what we've just seen which is a World Cup that was surrounded in controversy at the start. We could not get away from the narrative that the World Cup shouldn't be played here and there were human rights violations and the LGBT community weren't welcome and we knew that going in but we also knew that when we gave Qatar the World Cup yet when it started we were banged over the head and banged over the head and banged over the head with it. You could not watch it game without being suffocated by this stuff at the start of the game by the pundits at half time at the end of the game by the pundits then guess what happened the football took over the moments took over the upset started to creep in the exciting games started to happen and suddenly you didn't hear that noise anymore all you heard is pundits talking about the football was there some of it still going on in the background yes did we come did we become immune to it yes because as i said the football took over had it not been the best world cup ever i think it could have been ruined by this but in the end We got exactly what we needed on the pitch, which stopped what we didn't want to hear off the pitch. And it became a lot more of a pleasant viewing and listening experience for everybody all round, especially you guys here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast who are printing money throughout the tournament. So where do we go from here? Well, we go back to the regular domestic season. The EPL will be back and we'll be back with an EPL preview show. We'll be looking at all of the futures markets and where they sit. At the moment, we'll be doing the same when Serie A resumes on Scamessa Italia. As I mentioned on this show, there will be an edition of Bet MUFC looking at the future of Cristiano Ronaldo, looking at the Messi Ronaldo debate and asking whether that's been settled. I don't think there's much of a debate about that. I think the unanimous consensus is the fact that. Ronaldo and Messi has been settled and Messi will be ranked higher in history. Messi will be seen as the GOAT by this generation. Obviously, a previous generation will argue for Maradona and even for Pelé. But I think the Ronaldo-Messi debate has been settled. What's more unsettling for me is the fact we've seen these top 10 rankings come out. We've seen people's top fives. And Ronaldo has suddenly gone very, very low after being very neck and neck with Messi for a long time as to who is the greatest out of the two. Suddenly, in people's eyes, Ronaldo is nowhere near Messi. And I think that's a little bit unfair. I'm no longer... A fan of Ronaldo because of how he left Manchester United. I thought the interview with Piers Morgan was completely unnecessary. I think he's finishing his career horrendously with, um, with walking out of Manchester United, doing the interview, getting let go by the club, having a poor World Cup, causing issues at the World Cup and now having to play in Saudi from what it looks like. But ultimately, I don't think he's damaged his legacy to the point where he shouldn't even be in the same breath as Messi. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But that's what social media is. It's littered with ridiculous takes infiltrated by recency bias and uh, we will look at that over on MUFC when we do the Ronaldo episode and that'll be followed by another episode of MUFC previewing the season ahead for Manchester United and looking at the potential sale of the club as the Glazers have put it for sale during the World Cup we haven't ever had we haven't even had a chance to talk about that yet but we will on that episode of BetMFC so lots to come until then Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.